The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Hey, we're live, pal. We sure are, and boy, do we have a lot to talk about, because earlier to this evening, in Cleveland, Ohio, we saw Jake Paul versus Tyron Woodley, the boxing match. It finally happened. Showtime pay-per-view. In the end, it was a split decision win for Jake Paul. We're going to talk about the scoring and so much more, but before we do that, I am Mike Eck. We have Jed Mishu, and I know half the reason you're all here is to hear whether or not Jed Mishu will have a job tomorrow morning when he fires <laughs> off his takes. We also have Sean Alshani, and we have Jose Youngs on the ones and twos. So, Sean, let us begin with you. How did you score this fight? Because two judges scored it for Jake Paul. The scoring was all over the place, and then one judge dared to be bold and scored it for Tyron Woodley. How did you score it? I mean, how is that even a I, – I scored it for Jake Paul. Like The, the fact that that's even a discussion is, is – Absurd to me. I know you scored it a draw over there, Jed. I see you. Uh, but it was it was six two for Jake Paul in my eyes. Uh, Tyron Woodley did a whole lot of nothing for for long stretches of the fight, as we've seen him do in the past. It was immensely frustrating, and it, it just is another reminder of why this guy is one of the most frustrating fighters that you'll ever watch in your life. Just the, the way he he treats punches almost as if they are a limited currency, and that you know he he doesn't want to use them all up. Uh, early on in the fight it's it's very frustrating to watch uh but there were moments he, he had his moments but it, it was just too much passive tyron woodley so yeah i scored a 6-2 for jake paul how did you score it jose what, what was your scorecard reading 6-2 uh for jake paul don't remember the exact scorecards i just know i believe i'm pretty confident i had jake paul 3-0 and then tyron woodley won clearly won round four and then round five i think was 50 50 and then after that it was just jake paul just jabbing Tyron Woodley to death and Tyron Woodley being allergic to throwing punches. I scored it seven to one for Jake Paul. I gave Woodley obviously the fourth, but I gave, I think the eighth round was 
the most contentious amongst a lot of people. A lot of people scored it for Tyron. I scored it for Jake, but, I mean, it, it is what it is. 6-2, I'm fine with 7-1. to one. But the draw, Jed Bishu, the draw. Explain yourself for those who missed it. Look, I Tyron Woodley won, obviously won round four. I gave him round five, maybe in part because, like, he won round four by so much more than anybody else won around. He gets some, some holdover in the round five. <laughs> and he won round eight. And I gave him seven, too. Like, my whole thing is I, I just don't think Jake Paul did a lot at the end of the – like, in the back half of the fight. He landed more punches, but most of them I didn't feel were very effective. And, sure, Woodley didn't do a lot. But the punches he did land, I just thought were better. So I scored some rounds for him. Phil Rogers was kind of on your wavelength. He scored the last five rounds, all of them, for Tyron Woodley. Every one of them. Rounds four through eight, all for Tyron Woodley. Crazy. Absolutely crazy. That would have been the most delicious MMA thing ever to just like for Tyron to win a totally undeserved, totally egregious, just terrible decision. Like that would have been really appropriate in a lot of ways. Like I would have kind of enjoyed that. That would have been the most shocking thing in the world. Like we talked about like crazy ways the fights could end or, you know, what, what would be the most satisfying way for this fight to end. But the like most unpredictable way for the fight to end would be go to a decision and have Tyron Woodley win the decision. No one would have saw that coming. Nobody. I just love that. Like, so this, this is inside baseball, but I love that Jed's chaos agent type scoring is like actually representative of the whole website because he does the live <laughs> scoring for yeah. MMA fighting. So like, MMA look up, fighting is on the record. Official score. It's as if we all scored it a draw, even though no one else in the world did other than this man. I, I love it. I absolutely love it. Oh, I am not alone. There are a lot of people who randomly thought Tyron Woodley won, which he did. He won in Pride Rules, let's be clear. Uh, but a lot of people were like that, and a lot of people also could easily, like, saw that it could have been scored that. It was really no, – neither fighter made a clear, like, really pulled away, in my opinion. Jose, were you entertained by this fight? Like, can, can we use that word? Were you, was this an entertaining mm. fight, or was it more the build and this is just – the payoff was just part of a, a, a pretty strategic build that that worked pretty well, honestly. Build did nothing for me at all. Uh, the tattoo bet was fun. I didn't really care a lot about the the drama and the, and the nonsense and everything. Jake Paul is a very popular individual among a, a very specific demographic. He is every definition of the word prize fighter. And I think people forget about the word prize when when talking about prize fighting. Uh, I didn't. I was entertained in the sense that when the, when they walked to the ring. I was at some points at the edge of my seat. I was enthralled by this spectacle. I was very curious to see how Jake Paul would do. Cause I think we were all confident that Tyron Woodley would not be knocked out in the first or second round, like Jake Paul's previous opponents. So I was very curious, I should say about, cause I had a lot of questions about Jake Paul because in our preview show, uh, I told AK and Casey that we obviously us as pundits had a lot more data and footage on Tyron Woodley, which is why I picked Tyron Woodley to win because I didn't know anything about Jake Paul outside of like fighting a bunch of people that aren't strikers and him just sleeping them within two rounds. So I was very curious about this fight. I, I didn't hate this fight at all. I think the, the narrative that you should be ashamed for watching this fight, I think that's silly. You can just watch it and have fun on a sun. What else are you going to do on a Sunday night? in august like have a silly goose time watching a circus so and that's what it was so don't be ashamed about watching this fight but 
I had questions about Jake Paul, whether he could survive eight rounds, and he did. He was clearly exhausted, so I hope he rectifies that if he wants to pursue more of a boxing career and fight actual boxers rather than MMA people just making the crossover. Did Jake Paul answer your question, Sean? Did, did, did he sort of pass that litmus to the eyeball test? Like, for what it is. I mean, he's 4-0. and we, we have to accept this for what it is. But in terms of, like, having some, some gusto, some heart as a, as a fighter, did were, were you impressed tonight? Did he answer my questions? I, I can't honestly say I've ever had a real question about Jake Paul. I don't know that I think about it that much to actually, like, come up with a question. But, I mean, I, I'll have to disagree with Jose in one sense. Like, it did... I feel like he says the lead-up didn't do anything for him. I, I will admit, I got sucked in. I absolutely got sucked in. When this fight got booked, I, I remember actually that day we did a podcast, and I went on a rant about how this is going to be so bad for Tyron Woodley, and he's going to lose this fight, and it's going to be embarrassing. But then somehow over the course of this whole lead-up, the way Tyron was treating this, the, all the back and forth that they had, the one-on-one -on -one they had with our pal Ariel Helwani, where they were against, across each other from the table, all of it, I really... They got me, man. Like, I got sucked in. I started to believe. I, I came into tonight really like, oh, man, like, Tyron might actually do this. Like, he might actually come in here, surprise me. It had a big fight feel, especially during the opening few rounds and the walkouts and all of that. Like, it genuinely felt like a big moment that mattered. Uh, maybe that didn't last. Maybe that, that feeling faded pretty quickly. But they sucked me in, man. I, I mean, ultimately, I think this result is probably what most people expected, most of us expected in particular. Uh, but, I mean... Did Jake Paul answer any questions? No. I mean, it's impressive to to beat Tyron Woodley in a fight, even if it is a limited fight at, at any capacity for someone who's only been doing this for a few years. But, I mean, again, it's it's not like Jake Paul's a good boxer, right? Like, there are lots, plenty of boxers that would do work on Jake Paul. So I don't know that he answered much for me, but they did suck me in. I will say that. Jed, it's time for you to reveal the what's next, all right? Because we like to talk about where he goes from here, and there's talk about maybe a rematch if Tyron gets the tattoo. There's the Tommy Fury idea. You don't like that idea at all. And That's then terrible. there's <laughs> Connor salivating over a lobster dinner that he probably enjoyed. And then there's Nate Diaz, and there's all everybody's going to want a shot at this. Everybody from MMA is going to want a piece of this of this pie if they can get it. But you seem to have the perfect answer. You said I have the perfect answer. What is it? I've got it. Look, let's be clear. The Tommy Fury is a terrible idea. He would get killed by Tommy Fury, and Tommy Fury looked bad. Uh, but you know that that's true because of the way that Jake Paul's manager, like, entirely dismissed the potential of a Tommy Fury fight. Like, nah, we're not doing that. He's beneath us. We don't want those problems. All right, here's what you're looking for. Jake Paul has has made an advance up the rank every time to something more challenging. So what you need is somebody who you can sell as more challenging than Tyron Woodley, but frankly, he can't be can't actually be more challenging than Woodley because he will lose if he fights anybody, even a modicum of an improvement on Woodley. But but a, a clear narrative, and he just needs to be an MMA fighter. He can't fight a boxer. Any boxer can beat him. It's Tito Ortiz. Tito. Uh, can't punch for shit. He has a, a, as I mentioned before, he has a big melon head that makes a great target. Instead of the the Woodley narrative of, oh well, Tyron Woodley is too small for Jake Paul. Then you have the, well look, I'm moving up. I'm fighting a former light heavyweight champion, one of the greatest of all time. Even though Woodley punches harder than Tito Ortiz, I think it's it. Like that's because he's gonna beat Tito Ortiz. Tito sucks and can't box. Tito's about to get tooled up by Anderson Silva. 
if I'm Tito Ortiz, I am not fighting Anderson Silva because I'm going to go get the guy against <laughs> Jake Paul because that is very clearly the best next option for him. You're Sean, what are you, Sean, what are you, what are your thoughts on this? Is there a worse build <laughs> to a fight? What am I talking what a win! What do you mean? What are my thoughts? My thoughts are that's Aww. ridiculous and terrible. I, I don't want to see that. I, although the one-on-one t- across the table of Tito Ortiz. How is that ridiculous? The the, the Tito Ortiz Jake Paul pressers and whatever would be the worst things in the they, my eyes would bleed from from just listening to that and watching it. Uh, because Tito, it's ridiculous because Tito's about to get just totally embarrassed by Anderson Silva like next month. Yeah, just like, don't do like, that fight at all. Like, don't even sort of do that. You're going to lose, Tito. You're still going to lose to Jake Paul, but you lose for a lot more money. I will say, every time we do this, it makes to me only more impressive to me, like, what Anderson Silva actually did earlier this year. And, like, I understand all the qualifications you could put on Cesar Chavez Jr., but, like, altogether, you put Anderson out there at his age and, and sort of his experience and all of this, like, the fact that he was able to look that good and that comfortable in a boxing ring against anybody, all of these times we do this, it just makes it more impressive to me, but... I mean, no, no Tito Ortiz versus Jake Paul. I say no. Yeah, like Anderson Silva, like, looks like a boxer. Like, he moves like a boxer. He looks like a boxer. Like, Tyron Woodley had his moments, and I give him a lot of credit for going eight rounds Jake Paul. But when he came out and he threw that first punch and then he got into his defensive stance, I was like, oh, boy, this is not going to go well. It worked. It worked. It kept him in the fight. But – I mean, Anderson just looks like a boxer. He's the only one I've seen who actually looks like he can box, and it's it's pretty impressive. What, what do we do next with Jake Paul, Jose? Have we even thought that far, or are we still on tonight? I mean, if Anderson Silva beats Tito Ortiz, he's much more closer to Jake Paul's weight class than Tito Ortiz. Because let's not forget, Tito Ortiz and Anderson Silva have to fight 195 pounds. Tito Ortiz has already made all the excuses that he he hasn't made weight, and he hasn't even weighed in yet. Uh, so if they're gonna, if he's gonna fight anyone out of those two in this fictional world, because again, Tito Ortiz isn't gonna pull out of that fight because he desperately wants to fight on the 20th anniversary of September 11th, because that's what everyone wants to do on that day is to watch a bunch of old men fist fight. Uh, he wants to stay on that card, so he's gonna stay on that card uh, and fight Anderson Silva and lose, and then it's also a thriller fight, so I'm sure some more Tom Fuller will happen. I have absolutely no idea who he's gonna fight. I can't think of a single name that is obvious to me. I don't I don't hate the Tyron Woodley rematch, especially if there is a ridiculous tattoo bet. If Tyron Woodley gets I love Jake Paul tattooed on him and he's that desperate for another big paycheck, why not? I think that was a very bad look, but I am all for ridiculous tattoo bets. It was bets. embarrassing. It was very it was, embarrassing. But embarrassing. I like oh, tat- I think tattoo bets are silly and I love them, but I like 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 Jed said, that was already happening before he. That was already in the works before they brought the tattoo artist out to the weigh-ins, and as soon as Jake Paul said, "I'll rematch you if you get the tattoo," and he said, "Yup," I'm like, "Oh no, that was not. That was embarrassing. That is just that is the worst thing you could have said right there." But I'm all in favor of ridiculous tattoo tattoos. So I, but I can't think of a single obvious name that stands out for me to fight Jake Paul because everyone we want to see him fight is tied up in the UFC. Masvidal, Diaz, Connor, all of these guys, it's not going to happen. So I have absolutely no idea. Are you so like, like Sean, Tyron Willie should have been wheeled out in a tattoo chair, like getting that tattoo, doing his press conference. Like if there's any chance this, he gets this rematch, if that's the only way he even has a shot at it, like you should already have ink to body right now, should he not? 
Sure, sure. I mean, if you retire and, and that's the option that's available to you, like you take it because this is probably going to be an insane payday for him. And I'm sure the next one will be probably a way less significant payday, but still pretty fairly significant. But altogether, man, I didn't I didn't like all that. I really didn't like all that. I, I get why why Tyron was was acting that way. But to me, it was just it's a bad look, man. Like th- to see him so like begging in there almost and, and, and sort of begging for this rematch and agreeing to do something so degrading just to like get this opportunity from this kid who, who probably is not going to give it to him anyway. Like it was deeply embarrassing to me. Maybe that's just me, but I don't know, man. I thought it was a terrible look. I get it, though. Yeah, it's just part of the, the crazy story. Jed, why are you shaking your head? Why? Because dignity don't pay bills. Like, I don't get it. Like, a lot of – you're not alone. Like, a lot of people were very off-put that, that – it was like, I, one, I'm not going to remember this in three months' time because I'm not going to remember anything about tonight. Tonight is very unmemorable. But, like, who gives two poops about pride – Get that bag because money's real and you can buy stuff with it. Sure, but that, that we I think we all know that's not a real bag, right? Like that's not I would be stunned if this rematch happened because there's not really any point to it for Jake Paul other than like, ha, look at that dude has this tattoo. Like that's the like that's the only real upside for him in doing this. Otherwise, there's no point in him actually doing it. It just feels like him so just playing with Tyron Woodley's emotions in a moment like this. And, and I don't know. It was it was tough to watch. I mean, Tyron Woodley's like a top five welterweight of all time. This is a guy who just a few years ago was like one of the most respected guys in the sport. And it's just to watch that him sort of playing that out in real time was just tough. Yeah, no, I guess that's where we disagree. I think this fight makes all the sense in the world for Jake Paul. I'm surprised the Paul brothers were, like, very against it out of the gate because he needs to keep fighting. Like, the, we all know the end goal. It's a Conor McGregor fight, but that can't happen for probably two years with Conor's injury, the fact that he's still tied up with the UFC. There's no, like, Jose said it. Like, who else is there for him to fight? Tito Ortiz makes a lot of sense. You're all haters. Okay. If he fights Anderson Silva, he's going to get his ass beat. So, like, he can't fight Anderson Silva, and he can't fight Dylan Danis. One, it's a step down, and two, you only do a Dylan Danis fight when it's the fight to set up Connor. If he wants to fight again in the next two years, really after that fight, like, he really runs the risk of getting beat, and then that that hurts. a. It doesn't kill, but it does hurt a future fight with Connor. All of this is to build up to Connor. Running it back with Tyron Woodley is – that's a pretty safe fight, honestly. We'll see what happens. He says he's going to take a little bit of a break, and I don't think that's a bad idea for Jake Paul. Take a little breather, see what what the world looks like in six, eight, six to eight months, and then make your decision. Maybe it is Tito. Maybe Tito just knocks out Anderson Silva and pulls off the craziest feat ever, and then maybe that fight makes more sense. But we'll see what happens. Um well, there's like a lot of negative around this card and like some of the things that happen. I will say it gave the opportunity to some other fighters to to shine. I thought Montana Love was the MVP of the night. I thought he was the MVP of the night, not just because of the gear and what he looked like and just just the just the swag he had, but man, he looked sensational in there. That was a great fight and a great finish. He looked awesome. What do you think, Sean? What did you think of Montana Love and just the undercard in general, like what really stuck out to you? I can't, I'm not going to lie. I can't say I was watching it very closely. I was working on a couple of different things simultaneously, but the love fight was fantastic. That was the one fight of the whole night that sort of drew my attention away from what I was doing. And I was really glued to that. Cause you're right. That thing was wild. 
that thing was really fun. And I, I coming away, like I'm a boxing fan, but I'm not like a real boxing fan. I kind of come and go with it. So like that was one, one of my first real introductions to this guy. And it's like now I'm interested to see him fight again. That's what you want to do when you're on this type of spot where it's a big card and you're sort of getting this opportunity in front of all these eyeballs. Yeah, I think uh, Jed, I know you're a Montana love guy. I believe your 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 exact words was. Love is the most stylish man I've ever seen. So he kind of got the Taylor Starling BKFC 19 rub. Is, is that is that accurate? Oh yeah, he could have fought. His fight could have been terrible. He still would have been the MVP just for that walkout alone. I mean, the fit on that man was unbelievable. But then he also turned in the best performance of the night in the best fight of the night. Like Montana Love is easily easily the MVP of this card. And if we're being honest, really the only. I'm not trying to hate on it. If you like tonight's card, good for you. I'm, I'm glad you got your money's worth. This card was really not enjoyable after the fact, and I was kind of interested in it. But the one thing that I was good was Montana Love. Like that fight with with uh, Ivan, I'm going to butcher the last name, so I won't even say it. Like that was a really good fight. That was a really good fight. The heavyweight fight was great too. Daniel Dubois, Joe Cusimano did exactly what it was. Well, we, I mean, what did you expect? What did you expect? The fight was going to end in the first round, and it ended in the first round with with hams. I don't know. So. I don't tend to go to slaughterhouses, so I wouldn't qualify that as great. But we, we everybody has different tastes, Mike. It's a good old boxing squash match. This happens all the time. There you go. Exactly. WWF superstars from 1991 all over again. Should we go to the peeps, Jose? What do you think? Let's go to the peeps. A lot Let's of people... This- a lot of people, whatever are, left. a lot of people arguing about scorecards, but most people seem to agree that Jake Paul won. Uh, well, he did. He did win. Yes. And, well, I, I what did you guys think of? While I look for questions, what do you guys think of? They, they pulled up that stat, and it was like fifty-six percent of Twitter something that thought Tyron Woodley won. They showed that on the broadcast. I thought that I that was, was absolutely fifty-eight, bizarre. right? 50, yeah. That just means fifty-eight. That just means 58% of people don't like Jake Paul who are right. voting in that poll. That's I, all it is. I think really it just means that most of the people who watch that don't have any idea about boxing. Because That's also fair. That a, if you just scored as a fight, Tyron Woodley won. He's the, he did the most impressive thing. He won the fight. That's actually I fair. I had two different people text me who aren't fight fans they, like towards the latter stage of the fight of like, dude, Tyron Woodley's totally going to win this, right? It's like, yeah. I don't know what you're watching, my guy. I love you, but I don't know about that. Yeah, I learned from um, from Angelo Reyes, who was like a, a boxing striking coach. He he was a striking coach for Frank Mir for a long time, and he taught me about like did, scoring a boxing. Did he message like you on Facebook? Did he message you on Facebook eight times a day, too, back in the day? Uh, mine was like 85 times a yeah. day. Yeah. But what yeah. Did it take? Well, but tremendous insight on like how boxing is scored and what judges see and just things you don't really think about. So uh, the way I view boxing is much different than it was like five years ago. But yeah, uh, man in black, Paul was gassed. Tyron was Tyron. Uh, and on X, Tommy could only go four rounds without gassing out. He would have been, he would have to be carried out in a stretcher if you tried to go eight rounds with Jake. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Jake Paul played hell with a dude who is substantially smaller than him and can't box. Tommy Fury's not good. I've said it several times this evening. I, I don't think he's going to be a good boxer, but he has a modicum of boxing skill and is enormous. He would beat Jake Paul. Dude, he's only, tw- what's he, 22? 22 years that. old? Yeah, I mean, he's got plenty of time.
The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And new customers to DraftKings can bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Nate Diaz has one fight left in his contract. Nate versus Jake in 2022 makes sense. I mean, who's not watching that, honestly? it's I don't see it happening anytime soon because I don't know if Nate's... I mean, may, maybe Jake can hit Nate's Nate's price tag, but I think for something like that, his price tag's going to increase hella more. Uh, that probably is the next one, if we're being honest. Jake's, uh, Nate's got to fight his contract out first. Yeah, so but... One fight... Fight hey, Mazadal. Call yeah, it the Vicente, day. Vicente Luque is just standing there waiting for it. I think that's, that's one too. I, I think that's the fight. That's I think that's the fight. I said when they booked the Leon Edwards fight, I think Nate Diaz is just is doing the Benson Henderson Anthony Pettis route and just trying to fight his contract out with at least some sort of interesting fight. And it, like say he beats Leon Edwards, then he can fight for a title. But I don't think he's shooting for that UFC championship anytime soon. Yeah, I want to see Nate fight Daniel Rodriguez. Just because those I mean, two guys, I like that I mean, fight just, as a fight. It's never gonna happen. Yeah, I know. I just want to see Ariel sitting in the, sitting in a room with both of those guys and talk about like being about that life. That'd be a fascinating conversation with those two guys. Uh, why not do Floyd versus Jake Paul? I mean, it feels like they're working their way around to that, right? Like that. That's still a couple steps away here, but that that ultimately they want to kind of close that circle and do that, right? I think if Floyd had beaten Logan or quote-unquote beat Logan in their exhibition match, probably, because I think, uh, didn't Floyd say he was down to fight Jake too, but then immediately after said he's probably not going to fight ever again? So mixed signals from Floyd Mayweather. Yeah, I I agree with with Jose. I think had that fight gone a little better for Floyd, he still obviously won, but I think that probably killed any thought there from as far as I can tell. You could tell, like... You could tell, like, Logan's still trying to plant seeds. Yeah. That, that fight, like, I busted his eardrum. I retired him. So maybe, I don't know. They're trying. They're clearly Logan's trying. Just saying stuff. Logan's just out there. He's pulling a Kevin Lee and just saying stuff. Yeah. Logan Paul should have jumped all in on that Tyron Woodley thing, by the way. But he didn't. And he made a 
big blunder. Entire trying to pivot to Logan after Jake said, hell no, I'm not fighting you again. What's the point? Jake's way too big for Connor. Really doesn't make sense. So I want to I want to address this one specifically because at the post fight press conference, Jake Paul just kept crapping all over Connor's like he's like I'm bigger than him, I'm younger than him, I hit harder than him. Connor sucks. I'm like you are not selling me on this fight <laughs> at all. Like it's I never understood the trash talk where an opponent says you suck. Because then if you beat no, him, no, no, I see you're missing. See, you're no, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, and I understand in 2021, opinions mean the other person is wrong. But I'm saying Jose Young doesn't like it. And then I don't. I've never understood it in my entire life. Uh, if someone says this guy's terrible, this guy's small, this guy sucks, and then you go out there and smack him up, I'm like, yeah, you've said it. it yeah, you just beat up a small guy that sucks. But if you say this guy is great, and then you go out there and smack him up, then you beat a guy that's great. And my, my opinion, I've never understood that sort of argument or sort of trash talk whatsoever sean obviously disagrees he can tell me why but me jose young's in the year of our lord 2021 has never understood that type of trash talking i'll tell you why i disagree it's because those words weren't meant for us those quotes weren't meant for us those are little little bait that he's throwing in the water just trying to frustrate connor and get connor pissed off that's it just trying to make Connor mad and make Connor more willing to do actually accept that fight eventually. He he's going he will accept it 100%. I feel like tonight absolutely makes that it much more likely that fight's going to eventually happen at some point. I feel like that fight was always happening. It's just a matter of time. <laughs> yeah, man, hey, I'll give it to you. You called this like months and months ago, but I yeah. absolutely think you're you're starting to be right now. I I feel like it's not very far off to be honest. Well, Connor's a 3 inch reach on contract. <laughs> When, I don't yeah. know how many he's got left on it. Whenever he's done with his contract, he's not in the UFC ever again. He's boxing. Well, I I had said for a while, I think Connor had been planting these seeds for fights that would generate interest but aren't championship fights. Like Remember he had that weird beef with Paul Felder, and then he's still calling out Rafael Dos Anjos. Like he, I think Connor wants to kind of plow through these fights too, but he wants to at least draw interest in the fight and not just fight to fight. He wants to have some sort of storyline in there. And then I'm, I've been saying this for a while. I think Nate Diaz and Connor fight a third, a third time outside the UFC and make a buttload of money. Uh, I think that's what they want to do, but I don't think the UFC wants them to do that. You could see that. Connor is going to fight. Um, Connor was going to fight Diego. Wanted to fight Diego. Right, Sanchez exactly. He wants to fight guys that he's at least had some sort of issue with, but it won't be a championship, but that'll tie him up. And then the, he can fight out his contract and do his whole thing. He can actually beat Diego, so, you know, that's good for him. Jake versus CM Punk. Jake Paul versus Tyron Woodley 2. Logan Paul versus Tommy Fury. Same card on Christmas wow. Day. Logan Paul get killed. The gift that keeps on giving. Jesus. Christmas Day. <laughs> Old school. Old school, like, pro wrestling. Some Starcade action. Jake is definitely trying to bait Connor. Time will tell if it works. I think Look, it'll work everyone, eventually. He, he's not trying to bait him. Because he doesn't have to bait him. Connor wants to fight because it's the goal of prize fighting, as has been eloquently established time and again the last few years, is you want to get the most money for the easiest fight. Like, that is the whole reason Kamar Usman rematched Dory Masvidal immediately after beating him. It's the same thing. Like, Connor McGregor can get the most money, and it is the easiest fight for him. I don't know that he beats Jake Paul, but like things aren't going so hot for him in MMA right now. So 
it's just a way better option. You don't have to bait anything. Knowing Woodley, what did fans expect? I think he exceeded expectations. Sean, did Tyron Woodley exceed your expectations? No. No. I mean, what's... He was Tyron Woodley. He was genuinely just Tyron Woodley out there for long, long stretches where you could even see it a couple times early on where he was like trying to do that thing where he puts his back up against the fence, but he did it with the ropes and he's like, oh, this isn't really the same thing. And then he didn't kind of stop doing that, but he even went back, he even went to it like early on. He was absolutely just being Tyron Woodley. And again, fighting like he's allergic to throwing punches for long spurts. And it's the most frustrating thing to watch sometimes. I will say on this, I was very like, Watching the fight, Jake Paul's coaches clearly scouted Tyron Woodley. They did not fought like what like what Sean said when Tyron like backed up a few times because his whole UFC career that's what he did. He would kind of back up and then like lunge at you with that overhand right. Every time Tyron Woodley did that, Jake Paul never bit at all. He just stayed back. And there were points where they were like feet apart because Jake <laughs> Paul did not push forward. He made. Tyron Woodley has never been a guy to lead the dance in a fight. He's always a counter guy. And Jake Paul completely took him out of that and made him walk towards him. And Tyron had nothing for it. And Jake Paul just threw a jab. And even when he was exhausted, I saw a couple boxing reporters say when a fighter in the later rounds just relies on a jab, they are clearly exhausted. But they want to make it look like they are still in the fight, if that makes sense. Because like, a jab is like you can just kind of throw it out there. So he's throwing a jab out there because he's tired and Tyron just is walking into it. He's not even getting hurt. He's just walking into this punch. So I was very impressed with Jake Paul's game plan. Anything to add, Jen? Uh, Jose nailed it. Like, I, Jake Paul is really prepared. Uh, I, I wasn't impressed or depressed by Tyron <laughs> Woodley. It looked a lot like Tyron Woodley fighting out there. Like, I mean, John. Yep. Just, he just has hope, and he hopes that, that at some point Tyron Woodley's going to realize that he's in a fight, but he never does. He he just forgets that he's supposed to be harming an individual in front of him, and he doesn't ever do it. And that's fine. Like Tyron Woodley had a really great run, and we can't take that away from him. No. Uh, and if he if he cared, like if not cared, because cared isn't the right word, if he could could get his mentality just up any amount. He would have won that fight. Like the commentary team said it the whole time. Every time he jabs and then punches, he's landing. But instead, he was just winging a big right hand from 500 feet away. Yeah. And Jake Paul was able to be like, I'm going to go over here now. Yeah. So I I tweeted this like, if I can see Jake Paul's, if I could see Tyron Woodley's attacks, I know Jake Paul can see it. He's like, jab, yeah. jab, overhand right, jab, jab, overhand right. And he's like six feet away. Just wasn't, wasn't happening. Yeah. It's, Dude, he threw when when they hit the stat that Tom Woodley threw six punches in the first round. I was just like, <laughs> that yeah, was that's, uh, yeah. I was like, that's that's textbook Tyron Woodley. And then here's the, I I, I changed my mind. I'm I am disappointed in Tyron Woodley, <laughs> not his performance because I had totally anticipated that, but his post fight press conference. Well, I clearly won and did all these great things. Like, no, you didn't. You maybe won. It super wasn't clear, and you fought terribly. And when somebody asks you point blank, would you like increase your volume? No, I, I think I won. Come on, man! Like you threw six punches in the opening round. What the hell are you doing? There was like three minutes of in five seconds where MMA fans around the world had hope. But he cracked him at the end of the third round. Yep. 
That was a hard shot. And then cracked him in the fourth. But a lot of people miss this because I said that Jake landed some decent shots too. Tyron almost knocked Jake out of the ring. No doubt about it. The ropes held him up. But like maybe 30 seconds later, Jake landed a big shot too, a big right hand. And Tyron's like face like ended up in Jake's shoulder. Like if Jake had taken a step back, there's a good chance Tyron Woodley would have fallen to the ground. So both those guys landed big shots. Tyron was obviously more impactful and more easier to see. Uh, but Jake landed a good shot in that round too. So be that. Was, one thing that's funny that the more of these crossover fights that we get to watch is like you, you see like no matter what happens you the, in the heat of the moment, these MMA guys just can't like beat out the the instincts that the, that has been so like in, ingrained in them. Like you saw Tyron out there a couple times like fainting level changes. <laughs> Things like that as he's going inside. And even like it's sometimes in the clinch, like he was kind of like working MMA style clinch and then realizing like, oh, I can't actually do this. Like it's a, uh, it's so bizarre to watch because we saw, we saw this with Connor too when he was fighting Floyd. Only yeah. Anderson, only Anderson's been the one guy where it's just like, he completely just looked like a boxer. And it's just like, this is incredible. Against if, and if we're, we're if you look at all, like I, I'm not counting the Logan Paul, Floyd Mayweather fight. Cause that was an exhibition fight of all these crossover fights. And I am the biggest hater of Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. He's clearly the most legitimate boxer of these crossover fights that M MMA fighters have fought. And well, except for, except for Floyd. Well, I'm not counting that. That was an exhibition fight. Like there was technically. No, I mean, like, I mean the Connor, the Connor. Floyd yes, fight. yes, yes, yes. Um, that is fair. Uh, but Hulu, of this like 2021 like narrative, Julio Chavez Jr. is a legitimate fighter, and Anderson dis dismantled him. Mm. And it was split decision, which is insane. That's oh, a yeah. more that was just, split decision. That was a, that was a split decision. Like this was a split decision. Mike, you want to know something great? I just Not saw, on, I just saw on Twitter. Uh, we totally missed Mark in the pre-show when you mentioned uh, people going to call this a robbery uh, or our fixed fight or whatever, and that's totally happening because it didn't even strike my mind that like people who've never watched Tyron Woodley fight will watch him do something and be like, he's clearly throwing the fight because he almost knocked Jake Paul out and then proceeded to go back to not doing anything. So people are a hundred percent like this fight was rigged. We totally missed it, Mike. It's it's a hundred it's it's hundred out of a hundred every single time that 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 word comes out. Tyron Leonard better punches hurt Jake way more than Jake did. He won on pride rules. We all agree. Yeah, pride, pride rules. rules. He, wins. he sure. clearly had the bigger count. moments, but Jake Paul won the boxing match. Yeah, that's the Disagree. ten point must system that everyone seems to forget about. It's round by round, not the totality of the fight. It's stupid. It is what it is. As soon as Woodley refused to take those headphones off during the ringside announcements, I knew it was over. I thought about that, too. Like, I, I was wondering if Tyron was even going to acknowledge, acknowledge that he was introduced by Jimmy Lennon Jr., but he finally did. Uh, that was a veteran move by Jake to use the ropes to hold himself up. The dude's a future legend, yes. So, and we've talked a lot about what's next for Jake Paul, but what's next for Tyron Woodley if he doesn't get the rematch? <sighs> I try to I try to avoid this question for as long as possible, but uh, I think we have to address it right now. So I think really? I, I mean my I mean I think it's an important piece of the story. So clearly he wants this rematch with with Jake Paul. That is probably the best thing that can happen to him at this point. Um, he did say to Ariel Hawani on the MMA Hour this past week that he's got a lot of things going on. He's producing his own show, and it's going to be on a big network, and he's doing a lot of things. There's a lot of irons in the fire. So 
if that is true, he doesn't need to fight anymore. He's going to be plenty busy with other things, but Tyron is a very competitive guy. So, Sean, at this point, on this early Monday morning here on the East Coast, if you're, if you're Team Tyron Woodley right now, what are we thinking about? Like, if you cannot, if this fight does not happen, if you if Jake Paul's team comes to you right now and says, listen, dude, don't get the tattoo because I ain't fighting you. It makes no sense for me to fight you. What do you do now? It's tough because it does. He, he was saying over and over in the lead up and even afterwards, right, that I can't go to something smaller than this now. Like after experiencing something like this, there's no step backs. And it's like there's literally only steps back. It's like huge, huge step backs, man. Like you're going you're talking about, like maybe going to Bellator or maybe going to like PFL. Like I don't know that anybody in the boxing world has any interest in watching Tyron Woodley do a boxing match right now right unless it's like a, a Paul brother like what 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 is Tyron what is out there for Tyron in the boxing world I would assume probably not much and is is Tyron like Tyron Woodley still might right now be a top 15 level welterweight like he was doing okay I guess Vicente Luque for a little bit like that was a fairly competitive fight for for a fight that ended in the first round like I still believe there are welterweights out there in that top 20 range that Tyron could beat but he's also 39 years old and, and, you know, he's been in a lot of wars at this point. He's been hurt a lot of different times. And it's just like I, I would like if it was up to me, if you're asking just my opinion, I would hope that he retires. But it doesn't feel like that's where he wants to go with this. What do you think, Jose? Uh, I have no idea. The Logan Paul fight, if that's the fight. Hey, fight Hector Lombard in bare knuckle boxing. Hector Lombard apparently really wants to fight you. There you, you. go. <laughs> There you that's go. The one. That's the I guess that's the fight that just dawned on me. There's some sort of history there that is very bizarre. Um, but I feel like that's a very one-sided rivalry in the sense that Hector Lombard's doing a lot of talking and Tyron Woodley has completely ignored it. So maybe that's the move. They just, because apparently bare knuckle box BKFC has a bunch of money. Maybe they want to show a bunch for him and he fight. Isn't Hector Lombard a champion technically of bare knuckle BKFC? Yeah. Like F it, go get a, Bare knuckle fighting championship. Jed, can't wait. I just don't know the time where they get the bare knuckle fighting championship. Like, we all want to believe that Tyron Woodley can do good things, but we just are not, no one's learning a lesson from the last five years of his career. Uh, look, the actual answer that happens is I think there are just really two options, and neither of them will make anyone here happy. One, he's going to get like Peyton Manning retired where just nobody wants him and so he kind of retires because no one will pay him to do anything and he goes off to his other projects. Or I think the more likely outcome, and Sean, I'm sorry to tell you this, but if you thought that what happened at the end of tonight was a bad look, when when Jake Paul opts not to fight him again, we're going to see a real bad look from Tyron Woodley just chasing that because what he there's just nothing else for him. Like, go to Bellator, probably loses, and he doesn't make that much money. I don't know what the appetite Bellator has. Definitely loses in the PFL tourney, and no one can see him because it's on Showtime or no one has. There's just no options for him. So I think he's probably just going to end up chasing Jake Paul around fruitlessly for a while, and then maybe he'll do bare knuckle if, like, he really wants it. But I think it's likely we've seen him for the last time. I think he's – I mean, I think bare knuckle would give him a whirl. They got money, obviously, apparently, because they're signing everybody. Willie should box Tommy Fury on Jake's next undercard. And then do Jake. Who is that for? Who's that for, though? (laughs) Like, who's actually interested in watching that? Um, 
Tommy Fury great, fans? Great, great question. <laughs> do movies. Yes, he could do movies. I like the this idea is, of it just being that easy. I'm just like, oh, yeah. yeah. I'll just this is to address Jed's incorrect statement <laughs> on Peyton Manning because I heard it too. This is not an incorrect statement at all. Peyton Manning did, retired. No, yeah. Are you thinking of Eli? He wanted Jed to come back to Denver, right. and Denver would not re-sign him. Didn't he this tell? Is, this is crazy. Revisit. Hold on. Didn't hold, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Didn't did he not say when he beat the Patriots in the AFC Championship game, he went up to Bill Belichick and said, "This is probably my last ride," before he even played in the Super Bowl. Did he no, not? Did that, that not happen? I don't. That know. that no, whole after that, he won the yeah. Super Bowl, he wanted to play did he? anywhere. Okay. Like he kept Absolutely. shopping anywhere. And nobody would nobody okay. would give him a contract. Okay. This is crazy revisionist history because hey, Peyton Manning won a Super Bowl in his final year, but Peyton Manning was god awful that yeah. year. Like the Broncos Shout won out, the Super we're Bowl not gonna go here. fight of Peyton Manning. Like that was that was not at all like he actively worked against the Broncos to win that Super Bowl that whole no, year. And especially in the playoffs, job. like he was trash. No, he did his job in the Super Bowl. He orchestrated a touchdown drive in the first play and then he let the defense do a damn thing. As a lifelong Colts fan, I will not brook Peyton Manning disparagement. I'm just saying, dude's a lifelong choker. Two rings, buddy. Uh, let's <laughs> let's not let's not compare championship rings right now. I'm not football, comparing rings. You Two rings I forgot. I forgot. Supporting a certain group of millionaires makes the other person better than you. Like, let's move on, guys. <laughs> It does. Are you not a sports fan? I am a f- big sports fan, but I don't put myself above other sports fans. Anyway, Jose loves the Patriots, though. Just let's just throw that out Ag- there. He's Ag- on Team Patriot with me. Very agnostic to the Patriots. I know that's five losses in a row for Woodley. It's obviously still has the skills, but not the will to win at all costs. Uh, I don't be an interesting journey through the through that. the mind. Yeah, I don't Woodley. know that that's the way to phrase it. It's not a will. It's just more of that's who that guy is, man. We've seen it. We've seen it over and over and over, and like Jet said, like we keep falling for it, or some people keep falling for it. I fell for it this time. He's a good. He convinces you. He's really good at convincing you that like, no, this is gonna be different. This time I'm I'm locked in. This time it's not gonna happen. This time it's gonna be different. Even like the Colby fight, I was even the Colby fight. Like deep down, we all thought that Colby was just gonna like dominate Tyron Woodley. Like there was not a lot of signs otherwise. But I thought Colby was something about him. I thought Colby was going to beat him when when that fight was going to happen when Woodley was champion. <laughs> I, was, I do not. I still don't understand why Colby talked himself out of that title fight because he would have been the legit champion if he had just said yes and taken the fight. It's true, but even down the stretch, everyone was like, "Well, if Tyron can get motivated for anybody, it's got to be Colby. Colby's the one guy that can get him off the couch and motivated." And we saw it happen. So I don't know. I wish I could. Wish we could answer these kinds of questions, but we can't. Can't go into the mind of of the man. Although it'd be a, a very interesting journey. Do we have anything else before we uh, uh, say goodbye? Not a ton. A lot of them are just saying the same stuff. Uh, like t- Fury, what Fury let Jake Paul like do the rematch. Tyron Woodley should just make music. This and that. Uh, a lot of a lot of people saying the fight was rigged. Oh, yeah, I don't man. agree with that, but. That's and just any that. anytime there's a big boxing match that you get all the casuals. That's or even MMA. Like that's just people just have never seen Tyron Woodley fight. <laughs> they just have never seen Tyron Woodley fight before. Yeah, so I disagree with that. But what about uh, someone's? I can't find the comment, but someone said, "What about Rashad Evans?" And I don't want to see that fight at all. That actually makes sense. I like that fight. Go with that. That's fair. It makes more sense than Tito. It doesn't I, make I, more I, sense than Tito. It makes equal sense. <laughs> I would actually love to see 
Rashad get his payday. I think, I think, that would be fantastic. I think Rashad, Rashad Rashad's been calling about calling out Logan though, not Jake. I think yeah, so. yeah, but he was just he was just doing that in the aftermath of the of the Mayweather thing, right? Like yeah, that's just maybe. jumping on the on the new hotness. Yeah, yeah, so like yeah. maybe this is the new hotness now. I, I change, Rashad's a great answer. Go with that one. That seems viable. Some someone wants to fight Sean. So there's okay. that. Fight Sean. Yeah. Don't do it. Let's oh, go. Man. Let's See go. the overhead bicep pose. Take that contract. Clay I Clay don't know. Collard. Clay Collard versus Jake Paul. That would not go well for. I don't know. Yeah. Interesting. I want to see Toji purchase it. A lot of people just saying. Now they're just throwing out ridiculous just fights. Throwing yeah. Comments. This, is, yeah. this is really great audio on the podcast. Yeah. Now they're just now they're just throwing out ridiculous fights. Like, oh, have yeah. him fight Tony Ferguson. Oh, have him fight Mike Tyson. Oh, Canelo. I'm just like, none of those are happening, guy. I mean, let's be honest. I would watch the hell out of him fighting Mike Tyson. I would. I mean, I would watch that so very, very hard. That would be the <laughs> highest selling pay per view in the history of combat sports. Yeah, I would I would, I'd pay a hundred dollars to watch that. It's entirely earnest. I would absolutely do that. Delahoy versus Belfort. Winner gets Jake Paul. Meh. Meh. That's All not right. even the most entertaining fight on that card. <laughs> anyway. That's very true. I anyway. think I think we have uh we've exhausted everything from this night in Cleveland, Ohio. I think that is uh that's pretty clear. So thank you, gentlemen. Thank you all of you for watching and for those listening after the fact or watching after the fact. We appreciate that as well. So we are getting out of here. Hope you guys enjoyed the card for what it was. All right. Let's just relax and enjoy these things for what they are. Did you guys enjoy the card? Just very quickly. It was fine. It was good Sunday night. I didn't understand. It was okay. I didn't understand Barstool's betting thing at all because they kept getting everything wrong. That was the best. They went 0 for 10. It was fire. And they were were like making fun of the fighters like after the fight. They were like, Tommy Fury sucks. Why did I spend $10,000 on him? I was like, well, don't spend $10,000 on a fight you don't know. It's just silly to me. Anyway. They bet five grand each on Anthony Taylor to beat him. Yeah, that was that was very ridiculous. Anyway, yeah. I did not. That was the what that was the that would be my biggest gripe of tonight. Yes. Uh, well, get some sleep, gentlemen. Get some sleep, everybody watching right now. We're back with the MMA hour tomorrow, 1 p.m. Eastern. Ariel Hawani, Cleveland. Man. Yeah, he's getting right back. Probably jumping Take on a red, red eye, eye right now. That guy's all over the place. So we could be in studio and uh, lineup will be revealed in the morning. So until then, for Jed Mishu, for Sean Alshadi, for Jose Youngs, I am Mike Heck. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Good night, everybody. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. 
Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.